about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> I just formatted this memory card, and we could record for 25 hours if we want. You want to do a 25-hour podcast? Yeah. Peggy and the baby, 25-hour special. <laughs> would be so horrible. 25 hours on December 25th, be Christmas un- Day. Unlistenable. And then we had actual Peggy and the baby get on the mics. <laughs> That's Peggy the dog. Are we starting? Yeah. You ready? You know... Sometimes the mics have this effect on me where I just get instantly tired. You're like, I don't want to do <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That was- How could you be tired? It's like you, what do you have, like a 10-week-old child or something? Yeah, but you let me sleep in, though. You let me sleep in. Yeah, but you've been working and you went to yoga today. A uh, return to the Vashavana. Vashavanasana. What? what? Supta Bada Kasnasana. <laughs> vinyasa is that what you're trying to say? A return to Vinyasa, the Ross Aaron Martineau story. Yes, it was my first non-prenatal yoga class since 9-11. Probably <laughs> late September, early October of last year. Really? It's been that long? Yes. You weren't doing any yoga? You were doing prenatals. What did I just say. I'm catching up too. I got dad brain as well. I said this has probably been the first non-prenatal yoga class that I've taken. Mom and dad are fighting now. (laughs) But I'm surprised you didn't do regular yoga in like October. I mean you weren't that pregnant. No, but if you remember... Oh, you were the very first, sick. The first trimester sucks, and I was incredibly exhausted and mildly nauseous pretty much the whole time. 24-7. Yeah. So, and then by the time that kind of passed, I was like a little bigger. So yeah. I, then I started doing prenatal. Um, I think I started doing pre- prenatal around like 11 weeks, actually. Well, how did it feel to return to your body today? It was great. I loved it so much, so much so that I signed up for tomorrow again at 1230. Wow. She's an addict. Yes, correct. But also my like home yoga studio that I have not been to in all of that time either. Um, New Love City in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, which is where I did my teacher training, um, is now doing live streaming classes, which they had not been doing all during the pandemic, which and a lot of other feel, yoga studios are. How does it feel to do yoga at a laptop? I mean, before this, I hated it. I hated doing yoga in the home. Like, like pre-pandemic in yeah, general. Yeah, like I needed to be in a yoga studio. Yeah. But I've adapted. I, I, I find it quite enjoyable. Yeah, same with recovery meetings. Like, I love that you could just, like, click a button and all of a sudden you're in a meeting. Well, it helps that it's live because it in pre-COVID, it was like you would Videos. watch a recording. That I cannot stand. Yeah, and the production value is always so terrible. It's always, like, they always have, like, lilacs and, like, <laughs> lotus flowers. Yes. There's always flowers involved. Yes. And like that um, fucking Miami hotel lobby house music in the background. It's like a lot of it's them like, do. Boom, 
A lot of them do. Yeah, I've never. I can't get into like YouTube yoga. Like it's just not for yeah. me. I, I know a lot of people who love it and it benefits them. But now that I have access to like the teachers who I love to take classes from and who are my friends, shout out Connor Alexander Valentino. Is that his name? I don't think Valentino anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say Connor. Connor Alexander <laughs> Alexander. Um, yeah, I think that's his middle name. I don't know what his last name is now. Well, he is a Anyways, he is a magical human being. Yes, he is a witch. He is a yoga teacher. He He's an expert friend. on kinesiology. Is that the word? He yeah, that might be. I mean, he he knows anatomy, bones and angles. Yes, and weight load bearing bones. He will talk about your joints and your muscles and how they are attached in the class in a way that you're like, what? But then also you like kind of get it too. Yeah. It's simple enough, but even if you don't get it, it's fine because the movements you're doing are like slow and methodic. Yeah. Um, so it was one of his classes today and it was great. I and loved you saw it so Keela. Much. Yep. Who now owns New Love City. Big happenings, this pandemic and there's for a lot New of Love new, City. And there's a lot of new teachers there too that I'm interested in taking their classes. So yeah, it was great. And I'm very aware of how my body is different, but also the same. Yeah. And, um, a lot of like interesting low back, like, upper you, pelvis vibes mm. that I'm not used to because of being pregnant and giving birth. How about like a leaky bladder? Any leaky bladder <laughs> moments no, on the mat? Not during the class. I you do. had quite a leaky bladder <laughs> moment the other night. Oh my God. It was like, it was like y'all Ross I was fucked up had a giggle fit holding the baby in the middle of the living room started giggling at something I can't even remember what we were joking about I can't either it turned into hysterical laughter where it looked like she was a psychotic person <laughs> laughing maniacally while kidnapping my baby well, because and she was wearing the loosest sweatpants I've ever seen it was my jumpsuit yeah so, so the jumpsuit I had to have it down because I was breastfeeding <laughs> So it's falling off of Yeah, it me. started falling down and her underwear, I think were sort of granny panty style and they start revealing <laughs> themselves. They're all granny panties at this point. Uh, and you started peeing your pants. Yeah. You had to, you had to hobble into the bathroom, just barely get your pants down. I have very bad bladder control right now. Um, I need to start doing Kegels, but I just like don't ever want to do them. Um, also I've heard that they don't necessarily work. I don't know. It's probably worth a I shot. I think the best exercise oh, I learned about vaginas. Mm -hmm. No, this is about urethra control, which yeah. goes for all of us. Yes. I remember hearing this in seventh grade health class and wishing, or no, it was ninth grade health class and wondering why the fuck didn't somebody tell me this? When you were little. Yeah, because it was Mr... Lazinski, we his name was Ted Lazinski. Wow, not Ted Kaczynski. Wow. Ted. Sounds like a good cover, and by good I mean terrible. Well, you it wasn't the Unabomber because Ted Lazinski looks exactly like Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> <laughs> you would see this guy driving around my hometown with Gerard a fucking Depardieu. fucking convertible Mustang, like a red uh, Chevy, little Chevy Mustang with. That Gerard Depardieu straight sweat, yeah. swept hair yeah. blowing in the breeze. And he like, was, is it a middle part? Is it 
just shy of a middle part, just like sweat. It's a side, yeah, it's like a side sweep, but the nose, that shovel nose. Bulbous. Yeah, and um, and he was the tennis coach, and he was always wearing tennis. I My memory of this guy is tennis that he's shorts. always in white tennis shorts and like a white cabled v- v-neck sweater that at all like times. That is very bougie for yeah. Wallkill High yeah. School. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Ted Luzinski was also the health teacher, and I remember him saying of that. Of course, they're um, always that. If they're doing PE, they're doing yeah health. They're talking about sex ed uh, <laughs> for no good reason. But for some reason, we were talking about childhood anxiety, bedwetting, and he was saying he maybe it was one of his sons or something. He shared with us that he had to. Uh, the doctor told them the best way to prevent it was to have the kid repeatedly stop urinating midstream yeah like while conscious yeah uh and if you stop your own stream repeatedly those reps are strengthening the muscles that control bladder control that's a good idea and i think that might work for a lady postpartum who can't not piss her pants in the middle of my living room (laughs) it was wild i thought i was gonna have to get the tarps out I mean, I didn't make it. I made it to the bathroom, but the floor was wet. Yeah. And I like fully peed my underwear. You evacuated. And my, my jumpsuit that I was in. It was kind of I had cute. To jump, I had to get in the shower. It was cute. <laughs> and it was like the perfect, like, let's say we were into like waterworks, you know? Like that would be the Minus perfect. the baby in my arms. Yes. Yes, of course. Uh, that would be the perfect role play. Like. Oh, you're so funny. I'm going to pee my pants. And I'm like, oh, no, don't do it. But before you do, maybe sit on my lap. Ew. What, what just caught your eye? It looks like there might be a bug up there, but maybe it's just dirt in our window. Oh, no. See, like, this apartment never has bugs in it. So if there is a bug, you're like, how in God's name did yeah. that get here? I assume they come in Peggy's anus and then crawl out. <laughs> say that that's terrible Peggy and I just had quite a walk around Bushwick Brooklyn I mean it is hopping out there always the restaurants are happening people are outside dining on the sidewalks living their summer nights dreams yeah there's just sex in the air (laughs) even though like I hope people are not being promiscuous during COVID. I mean, transmission rates are so low in New York, they say. That's what they say. That's what I would open with. That's what they say. Hey, ladies, you know, transmission rates are like... We need to get those rapid tests. Like, we need, like, pregnancy test style COVID tests. So before you receive a penis in your vag, you could be like, swab this. Yeah, or like, you know, before you, like, go out for the night night. or something, you, you take a test and you know. Yeah. Just my idea. Dr. Fauci here tonight on the Who Cares Dr. podcast. Fauci, everybody. The CDC is keeping him out of the loop. How many pandemic rescue dogs have been named Fauci? Because that's oh. a good name. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I peed my pants. <laughs> I'm a new mom. Yoga. Yoga. My doctor told me while I'm breastfeeding to do Kegels. Oh. And to hold for counts of 10. Just to, if you do it while breastfeeding, it's just like a time marker. Yes. And she's like, and she was saying, you should do it 10, 10 times 
where you hold for 10. And mm-hmm. she was like, and you're probably breastfeeding that much. So then do it every time you're breastfeeding. But I'm not really breastfeeding that much anymore. Yeah, we're, we're, we might be a bottle family. It feels like 50-50 still. Today, it did not. She was like bottle heavy today. Did I just hear? No, it sounded like your fucking train whistle by the diaper barge. Oh, God. Do we have a ghost in here? (laughs) I love love that sentence. It sounded like your train whistle by the diaper barge. Like, what even is that to people who have no idea? Well, explain, hon. All right. First of all, we have a changing table, which we call the diaper barge. For those of you that are familiar with uh, Big Mouth. On Netflix. Uh, Yeah, it's where we change the poopy diapers for fresh diapers or wet diapers to dry diapers. Yes. And I call it the diaper barge. And every time... Coach Steve lives on the diaper barge oh, on hello, Big Oh, hello, you're back for another ride on the diaper barge. <laughs> Which, that gag really got us through some, like, early days of changing diapers. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes when I bring her over to the diaper barge and I put her down for her changing, I welcome her with a train whistle, like a <laughs> woodblock whistle, which I'm happy to go grab right now and play. <laughs> but you have to fill the dead air. While you do that, also just put your ear to the door and make sure that no little chirps or squeaks are coming out of our bedroom from our daughter. Um, So, yes, Frances is sleeping right now. You would think it would be easy to hear her in our one-bedroom apartment, but we have some sort of white noise going on at all times. We have, like, a house, like, central fan, and then there's multiple white noise machines in our bedroom. So you can't always hear her right away, which is why we actually just got a monitor. This is fascinating for those of you who are still listening and haven't given up. (laughs) And Patrick is back with the train whistle. Such a soothing sound. Yeah, it's really fun. And it's something I've had. It's really fun. I don't hear any chirps, by the way. Okay. I've had this probably since middle school or something. Oh, really? And I literally never used it. Maybe it was like a gag gift for my dad or Did something. Did you get it at Sturbridge Village? When I was in college. Like, or yeah. The, or the big E. Yeah, it's like, did you go to Sturbridge Village, by the way? Uh, Yeah, it was in Massachusetts. Oh, I'm thinking of a different one. There's there's like a similar one in uh, my area. I loved a Sturbridge Village, but also did you go to the big E? Let me finish this. I think I think the point of this whistle, though, is like I got it somewhere along the line and was like, why do I have this? I'm never going to use this. But then I, you know me, like I was pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic purge. I was like a pack rat and I just kept so much random shit. Nostalgia abounded. And it's kind of fun that I kept this. And now at almost 40 years old, I'm using it. Like in a legitimately fun and cute way. And it's like, thank God I have this. Thank God. <laughs> Welcome to the diaper barge. I think she'll find it even Population more. Population one. She'll find it more entertaining as she starts to be more aware of what's going on in her life. Yeah. And it's not like an offensive frequency where Peggy no. hates it. Like Peggy's like over there just chilling soothing. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Peg's fucking knocked out on her favorite blanket, which was supposed to be Fran's blanket. Yeah, but... It's a family blanket it's now because I use it. It's a family blanket. Shout out to Sue Riley. Thank you for the beautifully <laughs> knit blanket. I don't think she's listening, but thank you, Sue Riley. So with a person like that, would you be horrified if she listened to our podcast? I wouldn't be horrified by any anyone 
person listening to our podcast, I think we're like pretty clear about what goes on and anything. Cause that, you're like, this is my life. I'm living yeah. the life I want to live. I don't care. And I'm not going to live in the shadows no. and I'm not going to edit myself for you. And anyone like that, that would be like so shocked. It would never come up. Yeah. You know? And I don't know, I don't know where hypothetical Sue Riley stands on the issue, <laughs> but she's a friend of my mother's. So any friend of my mom's that my, I mean, my mom knows we're open. I told her we talk about this stuff on the podcast, which is why she like, has, has since you doesn't told your publicize mom, it. since you told your mom, like probably a year ago is mm -hmm. when you told her, right? Yeah, I mean, whenever we came out about it on the air. Has she ever asked you about it? No. Like since you literally told her once and then it's just, she's I never. I told her once and then sometime last summer I brought up that we had gotten, we like had gotten a few messages from people when we like first came out about it that were saying this is really helpful or I have like a friend who's really struggling in her marriage and it was so good to hear you guys, blah, blah, blah. And so I use that opportunity to tell my mom that like, this was not some like, oh my God, listen to how crazy we are. Like we're, we're happy to hear that we're actually like affecting people in a positive way, being so open and honest yeah. and that um, we had gotten a lot of positive feedback from people that like were having a challenging relationship. And I also brought up like the sobriety thing too, that like we talk very openly about sobriety and about how our marriage is not traditional. And, um, and I think she was like pleasantly surprised or at least she feigned pleasant surprise Yeah, <laughs> that like we were getting messages from people that were like thanking us for it. Yeah. And I was kind of saying like, that's what we're trying to do. It's not like sensationalism, yeah. you know? And I did talk to her recently too about the show Polly oh, right. on Quibi and I, and mentioned that too. So like she's never brought it up, but she does seem more comfortable with me mentioning it, mm -hmm. but I'm sure she's like, I don't want to know about this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's like her vibe. So anyway, Sue Riley gave us this blanket <laughs> and we love it. And Sue, we appreciate it. And we appreciate your listenership. Um, I wonder if that show is going to come out because I don't think Quibi's doing well. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so dumb. There's no guarantees. It's so dumb. All these media companies like... YouTube is the way to go. Like, why not just make a YouTube channel that is like super successful? You know, they wanted to, they like, why do a whole other YouTube basically? Well, what they're trying to compete with is Netflix and Hulu and HBO go. But their great error is that Netflix and HBO go and Hulu all are showing content that already exists. So that yeah. just, you have automatic viewership. Whereas Quibi is like making all of its own new content that none of us know about. And they also were like, we're making it bite-sized for right. people who are out and about in the world. Thinking that that was like what people needed and wanted. Well, and no, now with the pandemic, nobody's out and about in the world. No. So like nobody's like sitting on the train thinking, wow, I wish I had a six minute Kevin Hart 
short film to watch <laughs> right now. It looks like it costs hundreds of it's millions insane. of dollars. Yeah. I want to watch that though because Christopher Waltz. Is that the one with Christopher Waltz in it? No, I think fucking John Travolta's in it or something. There's one with Christopher Waltz. I think it's called The Most Dangerous Game. And mm. if it's based on The Most Dangerous Game, I, I really would watch. Like, I mean, it looks like it's good content. It's just weird that it's so short. And What's the fee? Four ninety nine a month. Oh, that's not bad at all. No. That's really not bad. No. And I guess you can pay extra for no commercials like all the rest of them. Gotcha. But anyway, we were told that supposedly the show was maybe going to come out on September 7th, which I can't imagine it is because there's literally been no advertising for it. So that my guess is that it's not coming out when they said it, they thought it was coming out. Hmm. But that's just me, you know. Inventing ra- things. Rapping. Pulling a real me maneuver. I'm just, I just ready for my star to shine. You know? This is it. This is it. This is your <laughs> this star is right moment. here. Us at our dining room table. Oh, I know. This is us. This is this us. This is our star moment. I know. Oh, I know. We're both back to work while you're negotiating work. I mean, I probably will go back to work in September, yes. I'm back to work. I'm editing videos here at this very same dining room table. Yeah. Making you probably want to shoot me in the back of the head. <laughs> no. You're like, I wonder what his brain matter would look like against that white never. wall he's sitting next to. Never, 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 never. Yeah, it is it is weird to think about work. I mean, it definitely feels like it is possible, but also like, yeah, you're working from home. So it's still like we're both kind of. We're we're both tending to her. I'm going to do Mr. Mom video editor from home. Picking up poop and changing diapers. I feel like you're going to be so tired watching her all day and with Peggy. Yeah, but we're just going to nap a lot. Yeah. And you are going to go make that money. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we're also going to like... I mean, I don't know if this is something we should talk about off air, but <laughs> probably I think maybe you just aim for like three days a week or something. Yeah. Like pick a pick a manageable number a week. Well, that's why I feel like maybe like. Uh, yeah, I think like two to three days to start off. Yeah. And just like see how that feels. Every other day kind of feels like. If I was able to do like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That might be good. I just feel like with if you were to do nights, wouldn't you want to just get them over with in a row? You know? I don't. I mean, I truly don't know. I have no idea how I'm going to feel. Listeners, write in. <laughs> Send a self-addressed stamped envelope. But I mean, it is, it is an interesting thing being like new parents. And yeah. during this time, too, I, I had an email exchange with, my client and I asked them like, what are the safety protocols for what you're doing in this photo studio to like keep people safe? And she sent like a whole document of things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a different time, you know? I mean, and we have a little infant to think about <coughs> like making sure that she is healthy, yeah. which is fucking terrifying. <laughs> Even though supposedly they're low risk, it's still a possibility and it's still 
very scary. She's growing very quickly. She is. You know all those stupid things you hear like, oh, she's growing like a weed. <laughs> like my mother I said say. that out loud today. <laughs> like she was in this little, it's this thing called the Docatot. I'm telling them, not you. Yes. you. You know what that is? Yes. It's this little mattress bed thing. And Where you literally dock your tot. You dock your tot in there. It's a good parking spot for your tot. <laughs> They're not supposed to sleep in there, but she is known to take a dock nap. She's space docking. She slept in that for like the first eight weeks of her life. Yeah. And I laid her in there and she like fills the thing up. And I was just thinking like, I think she only filled up like at most two thirds of this yeah, thing at the beginning. Like, basically, I think she's like five to six inches longer than she was at birth, which was only 10 weeks ago. And, and I said, you're growing like a weed. <laughs> And then I heard myself say that and I'm like, I'm going to jump out the window. I know. I've, I say hello to her like 300 times a day. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. It's better than, oh, fuck. <laughs> you again? Because <laughs> sometimes that's how I feel. Did I just hear her? No, no it's Sirens. sirens. We're in the middle of a goddamn tornado. Well, calm down. There's a storm that passed over quite rapidly. But things feel like they've... She's doing better this week, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of leveling going on. Yeah, like... She slept through the night last night, basically. She basically slept through the night. However, I woke up to her with her arms. She was swaddled, and I woke up to her arms up above her head inside the swaddle. And there's like a Velcro piece that like Velcros her arms down again. Straight jacket style. You know, I'm explaining to the listener. And that whole piece was up around her neck. And it wasn't tight, but just to see something around your infant's neck. Just to neck. see something in the suffocation position. <laughs> yes. It's pretty jarring. I was like, what the fuck? So she's sleeping with one arm out tonight, which is how you transition the baby out of the swaddle, you you go limb by limb. It's also how you strengthen their non-dominant hand for sports competitiveness. We have a theory she might be left-handed. Um, yeah, it's been a big week. She met her paternal grandparents That's right. for the first time. Huge family event last weekend. At nine weeks old. How surreal is that? A baby not meeting their grandparents for nine weeks over two months? I mean... I guess if we lived far away... Yeah, That's I don't know. That's probably common. It doesn't sound that shocking to me, but... It just feels weird that, like, we had this baby in a hospital and no family was there. Yeah. Like, most of the time, you're swarmed with visitors. People can come and see the baby. But I And, think like, we were just, like, two people that just went and did it by ourselves, except Alaska, obviously, or yeah. Doula. But like, I don't know, I think it's cool and it was good and it all worked out fine. But uh, I don't know, there's something. I mean, it's definitely strange, right? I mean, everyone does usually get visitors, but because I have no frame of reference other than like knowing that about other people, I don't know. It seems I'm like, I don't know if I'd really want a bunch of visitors. Yeah. Especially those fucking rooms yeah, are so, so small. goddamn small. And yeah. the furniture's too big for the rooms. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I would have had a meltdown maybe. Yeah. 
But we did have just such a special day upstate in Walden, mm-hmm. introducing her to my parents and many aunts and uncles. It was uh, it was like truly one of those days that I really think I'll remember, like on my deathbed. Like what wow. a wow! It it really feels like an our town. Did you read Our Town? No. Our Towns is play and it's about like when you die, you get to go back oh, yes. and live another I know of it, but day. I, yeah. And uh, the moral of the story is that you're supposed to choose like just a regular day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was like kind of felt like that because it wasn't, I mean, it was a party, but it wasn't like a whole to do. It wasn't even, no. you know, we had a Zoom based baby shower months ago. And it felt very low key. Yeah, it was like low key. Which and I was just, very happy for just special i just loved and my parents came up and like hung out with all of your family for the first time since the wedding and before that that never happened yeah (laughs) so like that's like the second time our families have like merged yeah in a large way um we like pulled up the driveway and my dad like hand painted this sign with her name on it welcome francis and like choked me up immediately that he, like, my dad is trying to show me love. Well, he, it, yeah, yeah, and that's like what I'm like remembering is like he's so good. He is, he is very good at like showing love in with his actions. Like he mm. does show up a lot in those kinds of ways. He isn't a poet or a uh, very emotionally communicative man with words, but like with actions like that. And I know he put in a lot of effort with my aunts and it's just so sweet. And I felt so loved and taken care of by him in a way that uh, just felt really special. And I appreciated it. And I I, I told him so, but I was thinking I should write him a proper text saying exactly what I just said. No, it really was a lovely day. And I was so anxious leading up to it just because I'm anxious Anytime you we hate bring parties. her anywhere, like, I mean, honestly, I get anxious, like bringing her to the park, like that we have to drive to for like five to 10 minutes. And I'm just like, oh God, is she going to like freak out in the car seat? <laughs> like, so there's like that anxiety of like, oh, she's going to be in the car for like an hour and a half to two hours. Like, is yeah. she going to be fine? I don't know. Is it going to be too hot outside? Is she going to be fussy? Am I going to be in my head about like people touching her? But and it, then it was fine. And then people staring if you're like trying to calm the baby. Yeah. Like, but I think but that none was, of that came to pass. No, I think it was a testament to us both that like uh, we just feel more comfortable. You yeah. Know? And like she's chilled out a little bit. And but we also like know her signals. And I'm curious with your anxiety. Do, does it bother you or trigger you that I am sometimes too chill about things? Like, I'm just like, who cares? Let's just keep going. Yes and no. Because I think I need you to, like, push me. Because if we were both anxious, that would be... We'd we'd still be in this apartment getting delivery every day. Yeah. Like, we would, will, be, we would have been here for... It would be really bad. So I think I do need somebody that can, like, detach and push a little bit. Um. But yeah, there's probably times I can't think of anything specific right now where I'm just like, I'm like, don't do that. Don't you know that's going to like trigger mm-hmm. 
like a waterfall of events. Mm. <laughs> but that's also my That sounds more home based. What are you what are you talking about? I don't know. I, I truly am not thinking of like a specific example. It's more just like Yeah, it's just like I always have to come back to the idea that I talked to about with my therapist like weeks ago when we were still in Connecticut and I was talking about it in relationship to my parents too, that like there's more than one way to do something with her. And Mm -hmm. like my way is not the only way, even though it might seem like that's the best way. It doesn't mean it's the only way. It doesn't even necessarily mean that it's the best way, honestly, Yeah, but it's like my biological mama bear shit will be a little too loud sometimes. Like even just tonight when I was like making dinner and you were like changing her into her PJs and she was like kind of crying while you were changing her diaper. Like I had to just be like, he's got it. It's fine. You don't have to go over there. Yeah. (laughs) And in fact, when you lean into that faith, it frees you up. It's like, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, I think I am more and more. Yeah, you are. I mean, it's like that logic, um, you know, if you ever feel like I'm not doing enough or you're doing a lot of the heavy lifting in a moment like that, please do speak up because I do very much lean into like, yeah, I'm going to like enjoy the moment I have right now because I totally trust her. So like she's got this, so I'm going (laughs) to, I'm really okay like doing whatever I'm doing. (laughs) So... Uh, classic I encourage you I encourage you to find that for yourself when I'm when I have her yes yes I did bark at you the other morning I said go back to bed when I was I was sort of managing her and you you meddled I was meddling because that that did have a turn of events like that I was just like, oh, if she didn't do that, then this wouldn't have happened, and then this... What happened? Basically, I put the blanket on the floor just to literally put her there for five seconds while I unfurled the play mat. Uh-huh. It was going to be five seconds on the blanket, unfurl, and then transfer to the play mat. Uh-huh. And she would have been on the play mat in like 15 seconds. <laughs> but instead, I put the blanket down. It wasn't straight enough, or it wasn't unfolded at all for your taste. So that's when you <laughs> intervened to lay the blanket out perfectly, which delayed me by like only a few seconds. But in those few seconds, she spit the pacifier out into yes. a pile of dog hair. Yes. yes. Which yes. then, which then yes. cascades <laughs> down into my little plan. <laughs> <laughs> and she ended up crying and it was like a thing. And yes. I said, go to bed. Because from my parental perspective, you were holding her in a bizarre manner that made me uncomfortable while crouching down, trying to like awkwardly fluff out the blanket. And so I was like, let me just lay this out so that you're not like hung over with our like on bended knee with like our daughter's body at a strange angle. Just giving myself a hernia. <laughs> so, you know, it's like it's all perspective. perspectives, man. It's all POVs. <laughs> from my, so from my POV and the story I'm telling myself. <laughs> but you get, you barked at me to go to bed and I was like, fine, I fucking will. Yeah. And I did. And I was like, I'm not thinking about them again. 
I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that because in my mind, I was like, should I go in there and like apologize right now? (laughs) I let it go pretty fast. Yeah, I did too. And then I, I did, I did talk about it in therapy. Uh, (laughs) And in my morning call with my action partner. Wow. Uh, And I just, the the way I talked about it was like, I just, I don't want to talk like that to her or, or Fran. Uh, And, uh, Obviously, in the heat of the moment, sometimes we just are direct, and that's the best way to communicate is direct. But I don't. I also don't want to like feel like I'm raising my voice or barking at you uh, in an unkind way. Yes, and I appreciate that. It sounds like it was far more triggering to you than to me. So I'm glad you worked it out. Oh wow! My POV. I don't Don't care. So in your therapy sessions, do I come up or? Of course. Um, Mostly just about like what an amazing partner you there are. There you go. There you go. <coughs> <coughs> uh, well, what else? Well, I did ask you tonight just to keep people in the loop of like our openness Uh we realize that it, it is a bit of a three-year oh, anniversary. I just, I just couldn't understand what the hell you were just saying. <laughs> You're like, you just said, well, I did ask you tonight just to keep people in the loop with our openness. I did just start like three different <laughs> sentences without finishing them. And then I realized, oh, you're saying, I asked you earlier tonight <laughs> off mic something. <laughs> New paragraph. <laughs> Or no, aside, aside, footnote, footnote, (laughs) just to just listener so that you are all caught up on our polyamory (laughs) cut back to me. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I didn't ask you earlier tonight just to keep people updated on our openness. (laughs) We've also never talked, said the phrase, our openness. Hun, we talk about our openness, okay? Are you peeing your pants again? No, because thank God I'm sitting and cross-legged, which is the best place for my loose bladder to be. Yeah, you just have to <laughs> fucking wrestle your bladder into I position. Literally, like, I literally have to standing cross my legs every time I sneeze. Um, anyhow. Just clench, just clench that bladder I cannot, closed. I cannot, I cannot be... Like I'm picturing your bladder. Straight. Your bladder is like a fucking empty bread bag, and it needs like that wire twisty tie to keep it closed. That is what it needs. It's just and loose. then you push and you push the bag so that like the air comes out, yeah. so it's like sealed. Yeah, and no spores get in there. <sighs> Don't say spores. Um, so it is roughly the three-year anniversary of when we started opening things up. Yeah, because we realized our yoga retreat where I was secretly trying to decide if I was going to tell her. the big reveal took place. The big reveal on the drive home, that was over three years ago. That was the end of July of 17. I guess like technically we weren't open until... I mean, it was probably around August, I guess. Well, I would say I use October. Oh, because that's when I went to Paris. No, because that's when you went on a date. Oh, right. Yeah, Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you banged the guy in Paris when I told you not to. You didn't tell me not to. We agreed that I probably wouldn't. That's, you know, 
<laughs> we agreed that if you met a woman who you wanted to make out with, I did not say woman. Yeah, yeah. From from our sessions before POVs, the trip, POVs, man, they're wild. They're wild. POVs. So from my POV, I don't care anymore. <laughs> so, anyways, three years ago. That's when it all happened. That's when it all took place. And it That's is inter- So yeah, it is interesting that what sticks out most to me as like a more <laughs> important line of demarcation was the night you went on a hookup date with somebody here in New York mm. while I had a comedy club date up up in Westchester and it was like, All right, I'm gonna go do this thing while you're out at work, I'm gonna go this is going to happen. This was this is the like neighbor- the Midtown thing? Yeah, this Ugh. is the neighborhood it's in. Horrible. Uh, and it felt very like, holy shit, we're really doing this. Yeah. Because Paris, yeah. it was like you came home and you were like, oh, I did this thing. And also when it's a overseas, you know. Yeah, when in Rome, Paris, I feel like I'm hearing wherever. So Ross is going to check on the baby. Let's see what's going on, everybody. It was a phantom. It was a phantom cry. I'm constant phantom crying and whining. We're both hearing phantom sounds out of our child. Um, Is she still breathing? Well, I didn't go all the way in. I just, I'll check and make sure she's breathing later. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. There's a lot of winging it involved. Oof. Oof, oof, oof. I tell you. Anyways, back to our sexual escapades. Yes. Dalliance. Yeah, you had this dalliance and it was like, holy shit, like I really like am letting my wife go do this. Quote unquote letting. She's communicating with me. I I remember saying, just send me what neighborhood you're going to, or no, mm. send me an email. This is what I wanted. Here was my yes. request. I said, send me an email with this person's name and address so that I've you never come home. I can <laughs> call the authorities. And I was like very specific. I was like, put it in the body of an email with an empty subject line and make the name and address like very low in the email. So it won't preview. Like I won't be able to see his name right away. And you didn't want it to be a text so that it didn't pop up. Right. And, uh, the email came in and the first thing I saw was his name. <laughs> <laughs> I well, guess we have to add like dots and dashes or something. Well, we don't have to do that anymore, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe if, we will. Down if the you road. want hookups in the future, like I don't think I'm. I'm not like. I'm. I'm. I've certainly come a long way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. But I was kind of reflecting on that like beginning part where like, we both were just like, out there in them streets, just, like slutting. And like reporting back to each other and it kind of being like fun reporting back and then sometimes it being a little hard and like heated and we'd have to have like some chats. Yeah, because there were times where we had these limits where like for a while we were like, yeah, like we can like have sex with other people, but let's let's not like go like have an oral sex. You know, let's not put other people's genitals in each other's mouth. And then and we realized how foolish that was. And then I'll never forget sitting at, in Guacuco when you're like, well, I mean, I've had the guy's dick in my mouth, so. 
<laughs> You're painting an interesting picture here that I'm the one that's always like not following the rules well, or pushing you, the limits. Well, it's only purely by circumstance. The circumstance being I could not get a date for the life of me <laughs> for so long. Yeah. So you were just like. I don't know if it was that long. It was like felt- March. It was it was like February or March or whatever when I went out. Really? With, uh, I don't know if we we should use names, yeah. but when I... Um, the person we ended up having a threesome with after yeah. you finished dating. Our, our like, favorite our person favorite. on the planet. Our favorite like, person. Our no, favorite she's, threesome. like, truly an incredible person, she and is. it took a long time, but it took me a long time to, like, you meet wanted, somebody else. You went on some dates, though. I, oh, well, yeah, I guess, like, I had you in did. December... What? You went on some dates. Yeah, yeah. Some there was some makeout. There was some heavy petting makeout dates. And oh, yeah, and the parties. And yeah. the girl here in the neighborhood. Yes, yes. Which her and I, it was just like heavy petting yeah. high school makeout dates because we couldn't go to either person's apartment. Right. That's the hard thing. So who that was like this. Who can host? Yeah, who's going to host? No one now. No one can host. Well, we're, we're just going to start renting a studio apartment. Not with a fucking infant daughter in our lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, realistically, like, what... I'm so curious how this will sort of evolve and what's what's going to be next. But it's, who cares? I guess. Like... I care. I mean, I care, but I guess I don't <laughs> care to try to figure it all out right now. Well, no, we're not going to figure it out. We're just, we're just you know, rapping. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to rapping. <laughs> So, infant <laughs> child, who's gonna babysit? Rapping, um, rapping. Well, yeah, because uh, so I brought up that I wanted to go see your boyfriend, my partner, my other partner. Well, you say partner. I don't know. I'm, as I was saying it, I was like, does he prefer boyfriend? Is partner gonna weird him out? Partner feels like you share paperwork. <laughs> Fine, my partner, boyfriend. Partner's like. I mean, you two have traveled together, so perhaps, but... We haven't shared paperwork. <laughs> There's been no filings of any kind. He probably doesn't have access to your social security number oh. or... No, emer- no. Like, he's not your emergency contact. No, 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 yeah, He's no. your boyfriend, all right? He's, he's boyfriend. your boyfriend. He's my boyfriend, um, who I have not seen at all since, I don't know, end of February, early March, maybe. Um... But I think in my mind, I was sort of like, oh, like once we're back from Connecticut, like I'll just see him and it'll be like normal, which like I definitely, I think it just felt so far away that I was like, oh yeah, by then. But now I'm like, no, it's not going to be normal. (laughs) Like I'm not just going to like make out with this person and like risk my family's safety like that doesn't make sense to me that's how i kind of felt about the pandemic in general like oh well certainly by the time we're back from connecticut like things will have calmed down yeah uh yeah yeah that's interesting um but you're gonna go see him soon sounds like yeah i think we just for a socially distanced yeah i think we just want to see each other in person since it's been months like a coffee or a dinner or something no probably like I'll probably come to this neighborhood so that I don't have to travel. Mm. Um, if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Just let me know when and where so I can be 500 miles away. 
we did discuss hugging with masks on, but then if we take if we pull our masks down, we're distanced. It's such good practice for hookup culture in general to negotiate these kinds of interactions. That's true. I don't think everybody like, is. Like but. At, at my family party last weekend with the baby meeting everyone, like, you know, there were some family members that made jokes like, oh, virtual hug. I know this is all so weird. We have to wear masks. Uh, like that was like a joke that kept coming up. And I just, it's funny to think of it in this context. It's like, I've been to enough sex parties now that I know that like you just you can talk about what the limits are and you yeah. everyone knows to not touch unless it's very clear that there's consent and like it's sort of not hot to talk about the the consent stuff right off the bat so like why even acknowledge it mm. you know like let's just talk about uh hanging out with the baby like we don't have to talk about how much it sucks that we're in a pandemic yeah i don't know yeah. if it makes sense the comparison i'm making but. you're jumping back and forth a little bit in a strange way talking about our infant and then sex parties but you know that's why i thought it'd be profound and funny but then i saw the look of concern on your face <laughs> and you're like what are you saying <laughs> piggy and baby um but i mean that's also something you know we need to talk about and like, are you comfortable with that? And well, I have a friend who they, her husband has like what you have, like a full on relationship with mm -hmm. another person. And they were all being very careful about their pod. Mm -hmm. Like who, who is clear, who's clear and healthy and doesn't have COVID who can keep seeing each other, et cetera. And apparently the woman broke their pod. Mm. And I don't know if she got sick or anything, but she broke the, she broke it. And uh, I don't know how upsetting it was, but they had to like regroup everything. So it just all sounds like a lot. Like It's just too much. I to mean, I'm just like, I'm down with a 90 second whack off <laughs> in the corner of the kitchen when I have to. I was all pent up for like seven days. The other morning, I'm watching the child out here in the living room. She finally fell asleep, and I'm like, now's the time. <laughs> and I went in the kitchen. I don't know why I didn't choose. The, oh, I went in the kitchen just with my back turned to the living room. But you felt like you needed to be able to hear. Yes. Like you couldn't go into the bathroom yes. and close the door. So I just leaned over the countertop and just, just thought real hard. <laughs> I didn't even look at anything. I thought about memories. And I swear, I was like, as it was happening, I was like, this is working really well. I should take note of what time it is right now. <laughs> and it was like 10, 18 a.m. Oh and when it was over, it was 10, 20 a.m. <laughs> so my guess is that I did it start to finish 90 seconds. I mean, keep that in mind for when we're back at it. Okay. Yeah, I'm down for quickies. <laughs> But I don't think things work that quickly for you all. It depends. It depends. Um, which I am interested in trying to find the time. Trying to find the time and the space. You're open to it. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had sex. We've had sex in 2020. There was definitely yeah. pregnant we had pregnant sex, I think, sides, when I was, like side sex. I think I, we had sex last when I was like... 
36 or like 37 weeks pregnant. Really? Yeah, we had like a random time where I didn't think I was going to be up for it. And then suddenly I was like really in the mood. Yeah. Because I remember then going to my expectant mom's support group Mm. and sharing that I had had sex with you and that it was great. And I was like pleasantly surprised that I was like in the mood and enjoying myself seeing as I was like big as a fucking house. And you're like, and even my husband turns me on still. (laughs) I didn't mean it like that. Okay. I'm just being self-deprecating. I know how sexy I am. Peggy and the baby. (laughs) Peggy and the baby. Um, but I think that I'm tired and that we should watch The Amazing Race. We're back watching the race, everybody. I don't know if we've filled you in, but we're back on the race. Yeah. I'm going to fix myself a bowl of dark chocolate coconut frozen yogurt that I made by fucking hand. (coughs) Oh, also, (coughs) we didn't really address anything that's like going on in the world, but... um, know that we are staying abreast and uh and are angry and angry and horrified and um and shopping for guns on the internet what i'm just making a judgment about the fact that people think they should just get guns and take the law into their own hands and drive to other cities and states to fucking defend property Like to do it, to say that that's what they're doing. But those little sick fucks just want to shoot people. They do. They want to kill liberals and black people. Yeah. And it's all because they think of as like socialists, which apparently is a terrible word to have your government want to like give you things. And fuck this language at the RNC all week about the radical left. They keep talking about radicalized. And it's like, no, if anybody's radicalized, it's these people who are forming militias in the fucking woods. He was literally sitting front row at Trump's rally and then went like, you know, weeks later and killed people in Wisconsin. Yeah. (laughs) So like, let's just. Yeah. Get some things straight here. No, everything's really fucked and it's. um, Everyone. Continue to donate if you can. Continue to post on social media. Do not let your social media go back to normal. I understand. I think it's fine to, like, have some of your life peppered in. We're certainly posting dogs and babies because that's, like, what our life is right now. And we all need some, like, glimmers of light and hope. Um, But the shit is still so fucked. Yeah. Pandemic and race relations and systemic oppression and uh it's all very upsetting and like kind of i'm getting like more scared the closer the election gets because terrifying if he wins again and then if he doesn't what sort of violence will ensue if he doesn't win yeah and it's like that's why i'm gonna that's why i'm on ebay right now looking looking for guns guns. I mean, we're like boarding this place up and just fucking. Well, that's, I mean, that's what struck me tonight walking around this neighborhood. Although I don't think we'd really have to worry about our safety here. I'm like, my fucking, my, my dad's girlfriend the other day, like makes this comment about like, you know, your dad wanted to like drive down and come see the baby as soon as he could. Like he just want, he he just loves her so much. He wants to see her. But I said to him like, well, where are you going to (laughs) park? 
And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, you know, he could park on the street, I'm sure. But what's going to be left of the car when he comes back out? And then another family member who was there back when we got married, she's the one who said, uh, you're getting married in Brooklyn? Where are we supposed to stay? A crack motel? And I'm like... This is literally an hour and a half from New York City. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like walking around our neighborhood tonight and it's so full of life and love. Like the fucking playground. I mean, it's probably... It's probably not the best in terms of pandemic stuff. (laughs) But the park is like packed to the gills with people just like out enjoying each other's company people sitting in blankets some people are adhering to like social distancing and masks and stuff the kids on the playground i mean there was it was like every swing was full it was just such and, and then like all the restaurants are hopping and like people are out and about and i was just thinking like yeah there's an equilibrium in this neighborhood like yeah there have been demonstrations and protests but like even if even if things got like real tense or whatever I feel like it would equal itself out and there are some there's some rough around the edges uh, personalities like individuals I I see around that are like you know they're like I mean there's a whole range of people but my point is that like Bushwick is a spectrum (laughs) I don't I don't think people are gonna just start like um harming each other you know no matter what is going on in the world and i just feel so proud to live in a neighborhood like this where it does feel like like if there was a fight on the street like people would intervene and hopefully try to de-escalate yeah um and it's just like whatever image these people who are being programmed by fox news have about cities like this and cities in general and, and areas that have large populations of minorities, whatever image they think is happening in these neighborhoods mm-hmm. is not what's happening. Like, yeah. it's peaceful. It's beautiful. It's, uh, it's exciting. Like, yeah, it is much louder yeah. and it's much more um, energetic. And there's a, an, a frenetic energy yeah. to it that yeah. could feel uncomfortable to somebody who which might lives tra- in the suburbs. Which might translate to unsafe just because they're uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh God, that, that just, just, just the fact that people really like the it's language so in the RNC, like what they're talking about, how like they're going to come for your house. They're going to come for your you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. What did he? What did Eric Trump say? That was. I mean, everything he said was fucking bad. Like shit. the suburbs will be under siege. Or, or no, he's gonna. Um, that the radical left wants to empty the prisons and lock you inside of your homes. Yeah. yeah no. What the fuck are you talking no, about? We don't lock give, you inside of your homes. We don't give a fuck about you people. <laughs> like we all just want to live a life of like connection and creativity. Like they want to empty the prisons because it's. Fucking old school slavery. Okay. That's why they want to empty the prisons. But like, no, just use the fucked up language. I mean, the whole thing is like a shim sham flim flam. Like every person that speaks and goes on that stage is like, I I just, I can't wrap my head around the lack of empathy and like disconnection from humanity. Like that, that there is they've convinced themselves in such a deep deep way that property and money and you know 
what what's uh, Trump always say he is something in order, law, law and order. order. That yeah. like these things are more important than human life. Yes, and everybody who like saw the Jacob Black Blake video, yeah. uh, and read about it, like you can see who's like the people who are immediately saying, "Well, he had a knife in the car. He had a knife. He was going for a knife." And it's like if that's the first thing you want to talk about with this? Cause I admit, yeah, like I want to know, like what is the context here? What did this well, guy they're do? They're not really like, reveal. Like they're just starting to reveal yeah, it. Yeah. And, and I, and, but I have to check myself. Yeah. I have to remember no matter what he did, like he didn't deserve to get shot in the back at close range seven times. Never. Like Never. something is very wrong with the way police do their work and it needs to, yeah. Anyway, so welcome to hour two of our twenty-five hour podcast. <laughs> I, I was like, Peggy I know we didn't and talk, the baby. No, we didn't talk about it, and I'm tired, and I want to go to bed. But let's talk about it. I just have such a resentment, though, <sighs> toward um, toward people in my life who have these opinions about we where we've chosen to live and like have like the the only images that they've decided to. Uh, learn about anything is through Fox News. And it's like I mean, you can't it's you, just, you can't know a neighborhood or a city through one f- through news media. Well, and it's like it's just the fear is so palpable and the ignorance is so palpable, and it's also like people saying things to us about the place that we live. Like you haven't heard of our cars getting smashed. You haven't yeah. heard of us being assaulted or attacked. Like we're not living in like the thick yeah. of like, yeah. we actually, you know, the, and there's like issues around that too, right? Like we're, we have a lot of privilege where we live, you know, and that like, there's a range of experiences happening in the yeah. city and there are violent areas, but like, what is that violence about? Yeah. And what's like, you know, it's just the black and white thinking of it all and, and not being analytical and, and like not understanding that like, Diversity does not equal danger. Yeah. You know, and. Um, real quick, just because I'm feeling self conscious, just want to make a disclaimer that uh, for Sue Riley and my aunts <laughs> who are listening, uh, for the most part, everyone at the party yes. last weekend was, have come to our home a couple times and yes. have enjoyed spending time with us here. They came to our wedding. If you're listening. We're not talking about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that that is our that yeah. is our uh, disclaimer. If you're and, listening, we're not talking about you. But also to their point, to some people's point, uh, the night before our wedding, we did have this pizza party <laughs> at a bar right here in our neighborhood, <laughs> uh, where uh, everyone woke up in the morning to a news story about a shooting that happened yeah. like 75 feet I down the say, block. That's like the so, last time I've heard something like that happen. Truly, <laughs> yeah. I there. I mean, yeah. The fireworks have been fucking horrible and illegal and annoying, but like. And I'm sure there have been other shootings since then, but our neighborhood is fine. Guys, we're fine. All right. So just like get over it. And if there isn't like a little, you know, joie de vivre going on, like what's the point? I mean, you kind of want to feel like there's crack available. (laughs) 
right here if I want it. I mean, Bushwick is very, like, that's the funny thing, though. I think they would be terrified if they came to our neighborhood, but if we brought them to, like, fucking Cobble Hill or some shit, they'd be like, I didn't know Brooklyn looked like this. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, this is where all the rich white people live. Yeah. <laughs> Any I'm going to go shove some chocolate chip cookies in my motherfucking face. Yeah, I made chocolate chip cookies yesterday. Ugh, this man. I made this coconut ice cream I can't wait to try right now. I made... Uh, Mr. Mom. Crispy tofu, like an Asian stir fry. He's been taking such good care of us. You did tonight, though. You made uh, really good bean quesadillas with roasted broccoli. Mm. Get ready for the fart train. Yeah, welcome to the fart train with Peggy and the baby. Coming up next. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing.